What's up, everybody? This is Be More Well Backstage Pass, and today I'll be joined by Danny Rose from Honey County. Thank you so much for hanging out. Hey, everyone. I'm Jeff St. Pierre, and welcome to Be More Well Backstage Pass. Uh, thank you for sharing some of your day with me. I do appreciate that. As you may know, I've been producing my wellness-focused podcast, Be More Well, for over a year now, and I realized that while I love discussing and learning about those topics, I kind of felt like I was missing out on great conversations with other people who maybe don't fall in line with the wellness field. So that's what Backstage Pass is all about. I'm going to sit down and chat with artists and authors who inspire me and who have great stories to tell. So a few years back, God, I guess it's been about a decade now, I was hosting a local music show on my radio station, and that's when I met today's guest. She hit me up with some of her music to use for the show. And even though she was living in California at the time, she was from the D.C. area, so I just kind of rolled with it. And I'm so glad I did because Danny Rose's music is so good, really, really good. This girl's got incredible talent. We stayed in touch over the years as Danny continued her work in music. She went from a solo artist to a trio with the group Honey County, and now that has turned into a duo. I've just always been really impressed by Danny's drive and hustle. She's so good at meeting people and putting herself out there. Honestly, I'm a little jealous. I'm just terrible at that kind of thing. She's busted her butt in the music industry, done voice work in different animated movies. Honey County's had their music featured in a bunch of movies and shows, including Yellowstone. Those girls know how to work, that's for sure. I'm excited to chat with Danny today to catch up on what's been going on. Honey County does have a new song out there right now that's getting a lot of attention. It's called Got It From My Mama, so we'll talk about that, but you should definitely check it out. Before we jump into the conversation, though, don't forget to subscribe to Be More Well so you can get updated on all future episodes. And please leave a rating and review if you don't mind. I'd appreciate that. Also, I'm on social media if you want to connect. The show is at Be More Well Podcast on Instagram, and I'm at St. Pierre on it. Get that hair ready. Come on. Gotta make sure that it's like. I haven't washed it in a couple days, so it's got to be like, you know, nice and big. <laughs> the country way. What is it? The uh, the bigger the hair, the closer to God. Is that the saying? Yes, there's that. And also good hair. Don't stay home on the weekends. Oh, I have not heard that one before, but I like it. Well, we wrote it uh, recently, so be on the lookout. Oh, all right. All right. I love that you're always working on new music, Danny. Always. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Dad? Uh, good, good. <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely an interesting world having a, a little one around all the time. <laughs> I mean, you first had a fur baby, so you were a dad to you know a young husky, and now you've added a human child to your list of responsibilities. So. How has that been uh, going for you? It's, you know, it's been great in so many different ways. Um, the only real, I mean, look, being a parent is a challenge. There's always, but like, these are challenges that every parent faces. The the one big difference has been working from home and trying to navigate doing a live morning radio show with uh, infants, like in your arms sometimes or sleeping next to you or screaming upstairs. Like it's, it's been an interesting experience trying to navigate all of that. I'll bet. Well, you do it with grace and I enjoy <laughs> watching your Instagram stories on it. It's going to be some good memories to look back on down the line. That's what I keep telling myself. It's been cool. Like of all the negative things with the pandemic and there are millions of them, the, I try to find the positive moments when you have them. And 
one of those positive moments for me is just I never would have had this much time with my daughter if the pandemic had not been going on. You know, like I'd be at events or concerts or back in the office or whatever it is, but I've been with her essentially nonstop since her birth and I never would have experienced this otherwise. So, Yeah, that's very special. And she'll, you know, whether she remembers it or not, she'll definitely feel it. Well, I certainly hope so. How, how are you doing? Great. Just working on my hair game here in California. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Are you, where in California? You're just outside LA, right? Or are you in LA? I'm in uh, LA County, but I'm in Agora Hills, which is 20 minutes from Malibu. So this morning I took my little fur child to the beach. I love right it. Right before the guards get there. There's this uh, state, state park called Leo Carrillo and it's like a surf beach. And at one point of the beach, it becomes dog friendly. But at the other point, like the nicer point where all the surfers are, it is not dog friendly. But if you're a rule rule bender like myself and like to live on the edge, if you get there before the lifeguards, because the lifeguards start about nine o'clock. So it's like, we're like, you know, 25 minute drive. So if I wake up, you know, like seven, seven thirty, and I just like get my ass out of bed and like, just like go get on the road to get there. I have like a nice like 45 minutes on the beach and we just like run around and he chases seagulls and I chase him and we just go nuts. I I want that in my life at some point. Like I do love the East coast and you know, the stereotypical, I love the seasons and how, you know, the world kind of changes throughout the year. But at some point in life, I would love to live by the beach and just experience that opportunity and that lifestyle. Yeah, it's, it's so different from Virginia. And I mean, when I first moved to LA, like the whole, the first year seemed to like, it just seemed like time had stopped because there really wasn't any definite defined seasons, except for like June gloom, which is Mm -hmm. certainly gloomy. um, Everything that it, that it sounds like it is. So there was definitely like, that is a specific season or a a couple months um, into the summer, but but other than that, it's like time just is like continuous here. There is no, like, you're not, you're never like, oh, like it's Christmas or, you know, Hanukkah or, or whatever, or it's Thanksgiving. Like, no, it's just, it's like, you know, it's nice. Just really nice. There you go. Yeah. I mean, it's like some days are cooler than others, but overall it is a fairly consistent level. Yeah, it is. Um, and the, it's so it's a little different in Agora Hills because the weather can kind of get kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and especially when like a cold front moves in. So it's, it's weird because I used to live in the Valley and in the Valley, it's just this like pocket where it just how healthy and safe it is for you to live there. I don't know, but uh, you know, I'm probably going to grow some sort of like other <laughs> appendage out of my arm because I was there for so long, but, um, but like, it's always warm in the Valley. And it never gets like super cool. It's just because like the heat just like stays in this pocket. And then as soon as you get out, it's like there's lots of airflow. And so like it's it's pretty it can get pretty chilly here in Agora Hills, which is crazy, especially when it's cloudy. It's just like, do I want to go outside today? I don't know. Probably not. Oh, the tough decisions in life in California, right? (laughs) Man, yeah. All in all, though, I have nothing to complain about. The weather here is fantastic. I was trying to rack my brain. Well, when did you move to California? Because you are from Virginia originally. But how long have you been out west? So I moved in 2012. Okay. I'm sorry. 2012. 
So I've been here. How long is that? Can you count for me? About nine years. There we go. Yeah. Um, when did when did we meet? Because I, I know I emailed you about the song because you had sent me other songs, but there was that one song, Hitchhiker, that always stood out to me. And I remember hearing that thinking, why does this girl not have a record deal? Like this song is so damn good. But when did, so we met, what, like, was it 13 or 14 or something? I mean, I should say e-met because we didn't meet in person right away. Yeah. And how did we meet? Did we meet through Mike Middleman? I don't Middleman? even know. I don't even I remember. Was it Mike Middleman or was it his, his at the time, girlfriend, now his wife, Miranda? It might've been that. I mean, cause I did know them. So yeah, I mean, it might've been, it might've been through them. That would make sense. I think Middleman because he's, he was the Maryland guy and his wife, Miranda loves country music. And so I think they connected us. It's so funny. So it's, it's, and I love being able to watch your, your career over the years since then. And we'll talk more about this, but I feel like you were hustling before hustling was cool. Uh, like, like all the social media influencers now talk about how they hustle and they make that, but like you were doing it everywhere in California. When I first met you, you knew everyone, you knew, you knew a guy or a girl for every single thing that you needed to accomplish. And I was always blown away by that. Oh, thank you. That's very nice of you. Yeah, I was, I've been hustling since I was born. So like, it's just in my blood. You'd be like, Hey, so I met this guy that runs this radio station and this person that runs this movie studio. Or Every time I email with you, you knew a new high powered official somewhere. Yeah. I don't know what, it's like a weird thing. Like they just really, uh, we just have like, like a magnetism and I'm always like, Oh, like, you know, cause I feel like if I wasn't a musician, I would be some sort of like big CEO of like something just like owning it. But unfortunately I'm a musician and not making any money. So it's like, (laughs) but like I have the personality for the other things. So you are a, are you a musician full time now? Cause when we were first talking many years ago, uh, you had another job and music was your passion, but you know, you had to pay the bills, had to pay the rent. So you had another job is music full time, 100% all in now. This is all I do. Honey County is how I make money. Um, And it was really hard. It was not an easy start at first because I remember quitting my job in California. Um, I had worked in finance. It was so bad. And at first it was fun. I had a good time and that was for like a year. And then into year two, I was like, I really don't, I really don't enjoy this. And then by year three, it was like, I'm crying every day. And like, I'm tired coming home from work and, then like having to do the other music stuff. And I was like, this is, this is it. And I remember talking to my parents and they were like, well, how are you going to make money? And I was like, watch me. Yeah. And then I quit and you know, it was a struggle, but like stuff just, it just comes to you. And you, you, as a musician, you never know where your next, you know, where your next bill is going to come or your next meal is going to come, you know? Um, but you definitely, you just, you got to hustle and you got to put yourself out there. And with the rise of social media, which is so wonderful, you can really put a lot out there. And the more that, you know, we put out music and, and this is like speaks for musicians as a whole, but the more that, that we can put out into the universe and the more that we can be seen, the more eyes are going to, to look at us. And we're going to be asked to do this festival or this show or, or this thing. And you just kind of start to gather a team around you of people that are believers and really want to rally. And all of a sudden you have this village of people and you're like, great, like what's next? Like, where's, you know, who's the next person? Where's the next team member? And you just kind of 
as you as you roll through, you just kind of like pick things up and like dust and <laughs> all the things, and you just keep on you just keep on moving. I guess the the important thing is you just keep on moving and always to have that momentum, which was particularly hard, um, you know, for a lot of people this past year. But the ones that were able to keep it going, you know, I I feel I feel really strongly about um and for the people that couldn't keep going and make it like i, I also feel terrible sure you know? yeah i mean it's it's definitely a, i i wonder that that's a big question i've been asking other people in the music industry there's a lot of artists that are ready to hit the road ready to get out there and there are some artists that were really hitting that momentum before the pandemic and i wonder like is that momentum still there or are they going to have to start all over and not just uh, younger artists, newer artists, but even some bigger artists, I think, I think they might be, might have a little challenge in front of them because they've been off the road for a year and a half, you know, and, and that that's tough to get back to that. If you really were trying to capitalize on some success. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it this year definitely took, took a, took a long time or it, it gave us all the opportunity to really evaluate our lives and the people that are in them and who, you know, who we keep in touch with and who we talk to. And, um, you know, I definitely know personal experience, like my core group was like, you know, Sophie, my bandmate, and then like my other friends here. And we really like had, we almost had to keep it close knit because we weren't allowed to see anybody else. Um, and so it just made it really difficult to like reach out to people that you would normally see or talk to and be like, Hey, like, how are you doing? What's going on? And like all the social things were just completely gone. And the only way you could really connect with people was through social media. And we definitely, we did that. We reached out to a lot of female artists that were doing like weekly shows. Like, um, Morgan miles has a great, uh, women wine Wednesday or women crush Wednesday. So we did that with her. Um, and then we did some stuff with Haley Arantia and, just some like other female like friends that that we were you know maybe not as close with, but then through the pandemic we were able to do some Instagram stuff and we did like online shows with them. Yeah, we saw you caught up with uh, Emma White recently too, who's a good friend of mine and I've known for many many years as well. And it was kind of exciting to see these two different worlds, uh, you know, colliding on Instagram to hang out for a bit. In my thirties. <laughs> <laughs> she's so good she's so sweet um we played with emma on a bill for song suffragettes and that was over the pandemic so it was like their first youtube experience um youtube live youtube at the listening room quote take yes. and so we did that with emma and we really loved her songs and her music and we were like oh we got to write together and so through that we just got to know her I think it's cool too, because I feel like what I know about her career and what I know about your career, there's a lot of similarities to that. And, you know, the word hustle comes to mind, but also just the fact that you don't take no for an answer, you know, like you're, you never, ah, what's the word I'm looking for? You never let a label executive uh, deter you from your goals of becoming big performers and musicians. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. I mean, I think it's a good thing, but I, I do wonder, like there's, you guys have some serious talent and you've developed a following, like you were just talking about with social media and all that. Um, I'm surprised, really surprised that there hasn't been a label invitation at this point, or has there been, and you guys have just been like, not the right fit for us. You know, there has definitely been um, some talks and 
uh, at the end of 2019 was a really pivotal moment in the career of Honey County because we were talking with labels and we were very excited, at least I was, um, but unfortunately the other two members were not. They both decided and felt that now or at that time was, was not right for them and they also just realized um, that they didn't want to be in a band. And that was a, a very pivotal moment where like we were at this point where something could have happened, but it, it didn't. And it was really unfortunate, you know, at the time I was, I was really, really upset by it. I think we all were sure, um, because we all work towards this very important goal. And, you know, at the same time, if not everyone's on the same page, it's not right. You know, it can't, we can't move forward. It was very important that we were all, you know, if we were going to move forward in anything that we were on the same page and we just, we weren't. And so that was the moment, that was the end of 2019 where the two girls decided that they were going to go their separate ways. And I would still continue to do Honey County because I created the band. Um, That's when we played one of our last shows. We were at the House of Blues in Anaheim and we did this Christmas kind of show, um, Cali Country Christmas. And we were playing and this girl in the crowd saw us playing. And I think she had followed us for a little bit. And she reached out to me on Instagram and slid into my DM. And she said, Hey, I would love to write with you and honey County. Like, you know, let me know available dates. And I was like, well, you know, let me check out your music. I'd love to hear some stuff. Fantastic songwriter, beautiful voice. And then I, you know, stalked her Instagram account. Um, she was cute. So I was like, all right, cool. Um, (laughs) no, she's, she's really beautiful. And I was like, you sound great. Like, I know you just want to write, but are you interested in auditioning for a band? And she was like, yeah. So she came over and I, I held auditions for, you know, a couple girls and she came over and really blew me away. And I was like, well, you know, you sound great. We play together. Well, we have, you know, great chemistry. We're going to have to go party now. And so then we went, because that is very, very important, Jeff. You laugh, but like, you must be able to go out and party. I mean, oh, I not, believe in like, but not in like a, I gotta get trashed way, but like in a, hey, I can be social and like talk to people. Cause like, you know, it's, it was really important that one of the things that I realized being on the road with the other girls for, you know, a couple of years is that I liked to go out and I like to go and meet people and socialize. And that necessarily wasn't what they wanted to do. They preferred to just, you know, go home and sleep or, you know, read or do work, whatever. And I was always constantly like, all right, guys, see you later. I'm going to go party. I'm going to go hang. Um, And that was, it it was really, it was tough on our relationship Mm -hmm. because it would make it like a little awkward because then like, maybe I'd be sluggish in the morning and that's probably because I drank something the night before or whatever, or maybe now I'm making myself sound terrible, but you know, like it, it, it was definitely a thing where you have to have matching social appetites. Oh, 100%. And yeah. Sophie definitely has that matching social appetite, maybe a little more than me sometimes. So, <laughs> So we had a great time at a party. We went to a friend of a friend's concert. Um, his name's Tim Hurley and he's a musician out here. And like, I introduced her to everybody there and, and it was like the California, like country, you know, scene. And she had a great time. And I was like, cool, we're good. You have a lot of work to do. I have a lot of work to do. Let's, we've got shows to do. And then we were getting ready for the Pacific Amphitheater with Cole Swindell. Oh, 
And so we had like a couple shows in between. And that's, that's a pretty big show because it's an 8,000 seater. It's a huge stage. Um, it's a specific like choreographed, you know, not like dance moves like this, but like <laughs> you need to know like, where are you standing? Like it's a big stage. So you're going to want to run around and where are we jumping up and down? So it's definitely a thing. So we started to prepare for that and did like a couple like bar shows here and there just to kind of like get ourselves like ready and in the groove. And, and, you know, you have to gel as two musicians um, and it takes some time. And then the pandemic happened. Yeah. Cause your and, Christmas show was the end of 2019. Oh my gosh. It's, it's adding up in my head right now, how all of this happened really fast with Sophie and finding her to, to jump in and, and take this spot and continue the, the uh, mission of honey County. But then boom, it stops right in its tracks. It's pretty crazy because she could have, you know, I'm thinking about it now. She could have said, I'm not, I'm not interested in doing this actually. Like the pandemic's happened. I'm going to stay home with my parents. Like I'm just, I'm going to lay low. That's that really could have happened, but it didn't. Instead we were like, yes, this gives us time. Let's get together. And so we literally got together every single day. And when I'm talking about every single day, like uh, we moved out of studio city and moved close to Sophie um, so that we were like literally right next door to her. And that was my same household, you know, cause we, we weren't supposed to see people for a long right. time. So she was the only person that I saw for months. Um, and that's, that's what I did. And we just worked on our craft. We did zoom concerts. We learned songs. Um, we wrote songs and we were able to a couple months out, out of the pandemic, we were able to start doing, um, private shows and also some other larger outdoor festival type shows that were on um, like casinos, um, specifically those shows because they weren't governed by the state of California. So we were able to have a live and socially distant concert yeah. because it was, you know, a, a specific, you know, to that, um, that casino land and that reservation. So we were able to do that um, safely and effectively. Um, and that was super fun just to be able to, you know, stay in practice and then you know we started as soon as like things started to get a little bit better then we would be like flying to nashville you know every couple weeks and we do the whiskey jam and the listening room and then we started flying to utah and now it's just been like pretty crazy we've been all over the place it's been a lot <laughs> and, and it is a lot and that's a commitment i mean just hearing you say that you literally packed up your space are you still with the same guy that you were with when we first met Okay. That's right. I couldn't think of his name. I'm sorry. I'm drawing a blank. Um, but, uh, but that's awesome that you, that you felt this connection immediately. And cause again, 2019 Christmas show and then pandemic is March. I mean, that's like a three month window in there where you met Sophie started to practice a bit and then boom everything. And then you decide let's move houses. <laughs> you know, I guess it's like it when you know, you know, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, clearly. And, and it seems to me, I mean, you, I, I wouldn't even have known that, Sophie wasn't an original Honey County member if I didn't know you because it feels like you never skipped a beat. Like it feels like things just kept going uh, at the pace they were. Well, thank you very much. Um, you know, it's a lot of hard work to make it look like that on the outside. There was definitely some down days where I was really upset sure. and sad about what had happened. And it took me a while. And even Sophie can attest to this. So she, she had every reason to like not be in this band because I was very sad for <laughs> a large, a large portion of 2019 um, about the band breakup, but she stuck with me and we made it through. And 
I mean, I'm really proud of, of where we are and what we're doing. And it's so funny because now full circle, um, it almost feels like last year didn't exist and we're picking right back up because in just a couple months, we'll be playing the OC fair with Cole again. And it's like, there it is. Oh, and the OC fair. That's a big deal. I mean, that's huge. So that'll be really fun to be back on that stage. I was out in California with some friends when the OC fair was going on and they were going to take me and they were like, no, we just, we can't do it. We just can't, we can't hey, go into that. What summer? Uh, I don't remember, to be honest. I haven't been out in quite a few years um, to just like hang. Usually it's like a, a like a quick trip to like see something and then head back home. Uh, but I had a bunch of friends lived in Newport and Laguna area. They've all kind of cool. moved out as they've had kids and um, started families. They've moved, I think, further inland. Um, mm. But at the time, that's where they all were. And I used to love going to hang out because I get to go hang at the beach for a few days. It was, oh, I loved couch surfing in those days. Yeah, it's uh, it's so nice over there. And we, seriously, I love going into Orange County and it'll be really fun to play the fair. Again, this will be the third summer. Well, not consecutive because last year sure. didn't happen. But it'll be the third summer we'll we'll have been able to play that stage and it's such a good feeling and it's such a great crowd and it's so nice. It's like, okay, I'm ready to do these every day. I'm good. Let's go. I'll bet it feels good to have those back on the schedule, like those big outdoor shows. And like you said, you were doing private shows, you're doing casino shows. So you were still staying as active as you possibly could during the pandemic, but there's still something different about the big summer because country rules summer. That's why all the country artists tour in the summertime and most of them take the winter off because country yeah. rules the summer. And that's, that's where I feel like that music belongs the most. Yeah. Country rules the summer. You're definitely right. And we've got that on the calendar. And then, um, you know, it's funny because you talk about hustling and like, usually we're hustling pretty hard to get live shows and get the live festivals, but this time around, we've really been focusing and putting all of our energy into our new single, Got mm -hmm. It From My Mama. And we are so thrilled with the results and the impact that that song has had um, as an independent release um, and just the momentum that it's been kicking up and, and continued to have. So we are very excited just about that song and, and really continuing just to push it out into the universe. Do you feel a difference in the vibe. Now I know Sophie is a new member of Honey County, uh, but do you feel a difference in the vibe between having a duo versus having a trio? Yeah. It's like so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> One less person to navigate around. <laughs> just like Sophie and I were just, you know, we're business partners. So yeah. we have conversations all the time and like, you know, we're on the phone constantly. So it is so easy because we, we definitely have differing opinions sometimes, but we balance each other out. And I'm, I will be more of like a, you know, I like to look at every situation and, and look at every possible outcome or, you know, like, how does this affect this? And how do we do this? And Sophie is just like, you have no more time to think about the many different ways of like the octagon that you could spin this. So we're going to pick this way. And like, you are right. Let's go. That's awesome. A level head right there that you can bounce things off of. Uh, yeah. You're you're still you're based in California and that's where you've started this career. I was talking to Emma White and one of the things she said, because she lived in L.A. for a little while, too, is that when she decided to go all in on country, she just knew she had to be in Nashville because she felt like if you weren't in Nashville, there was there was a separation. And I feel like Tyler Rich kind of faced something similar, even though he may not admit it. 
I feel like because he was a California guy and was living primarily in California, he wasn't as accepted maybe is the word in Nashville as other artists who were there. Do you ever feel something like that? Um, given that you're traveling back and forth a lot, trying to play there, but you are still a California band. There's two parts to that question. Um, part one is I never feel that way. Um, and maybe even if, even if somebody does feel that way towards me, maybe it just goes completely over my head and I'm like, whatever, I'm oblivious, but there's so much, traction like when we're there there's people that always want to write with us there's so many things I mean we can barely like I always come back and Sophie comes back exhausted from Nashville because we're like there's too many things like we just we can't get them all done and like I pack our schedule and she packs our schedule and we're like we have to like cancel things and be late to things and we're just like I'm sorry I can't physically like make it today because I'm like, there's too many other things like happening, but we really were very busy when we're there. And I think if there was some sort of stigma against, you know, a California country band coming into town, we probably would have felt it um, already. And like, if I didn't feel it, certainly Sophie would have maybe felt it, but we don't feel that at all when we come into town. Um, and we're there enough that like, we don't miss too much. Yeah. Um, so that was part one. Part two is Sophie is making the move at the end of August. Oh, wow. Into Nashville. Um, I will still be splitting time here between California and Nashville. Um, but we will then be more or less based in Nashville. So you'll have like a, you know, a home base quote unquote in Nashville, um, to be there, a nice presence. Yeah, it's just interesting because there is there's so much involved with writing and playing shows like the Listening Room or wherever uh, in Nashville. And it, as a as a growing artist, it seems like if you're not a part of that, it's almost like you're not a part of it. I, I don't really know how else to word that. You do, does that make sense? Yeah. If we weren't, you know, if and that's that's the other thing too. Like if if there is some sort of like, oh, we don't want to let in the California country artist, I don't think we would have gotten as many opportunities. Yeah. Um, there might be people that feel that way and I feel bad for them. Um, but you know, if I think especially with this year, everyone is accepting of everyone. Um, it doesn't matter, you know, where you are, where you're coming from. If you have a passion for music and you're talented and you're a good person, you should be provided with the same amount of opportunity and looked at with the same amount of respect as any other musician is. Um, and I, I really try to surround myself with people that do think that way. And Sophie does as well. And because of that, we're just around a great crew and, and a great core group of, of people and friends um, in Nashville and in California and, and wherever we go, really, we just really try to stick to those specific people that, you know, believe in us, want to be part of it, but also, you know, that goes for other artists as well, um, that are of that mindset. I mean, there could be writers like we write with Kaylee Shore all the time. Um, and she's very much on the same wavelength as us, um, about all of this. And, we've recently like opened up like that pool of like our core writers to, to more female, you know, writers. We love writing with other girls. I don't know why it's just like a thing. No, it's great. Um, and it's, it's, it's really cool to kind of hear the different sides. And, you know, we've also got a lot going for us regardless of where you live. Um, Cause this, I don't think is specifically 
necessarily something that need that would would only happen if I was in LA or if we were in Nashville. But we've been really uh, lucky to get TV placements, mm-hmm. um, and that's something very different that we bring to the table that a lot of artists, you know, don't have only because there's very few placement opportunities for country music in television. And those things just seem to kind of, I mean, yes, we hustle for them, but also like they just kind of seem to come to us. Um, If there's a natural fit for something, it's like, we get it. And it's really cool. We've been so lucky to have songs on the show Yellowstone. That's Mm -hmm. been really cool for us. Um, and on, you know, Nashville, the NFL network, we had one last year on the CW on Roswell. So there's been some really cool placement, you know, music placement opportunities that, that we've gotten that kind of, you know, put us in that pool of, you know, here's, you know, here's a band that has some momentum behind them. That's another thing that I was going to mention. And it kind of ties back to, I can't believe there isn't a deal in place yet because you're still, you're getting so many opportunities where your name is out there. And I would think that someone would be like, I want to capitalize on this. Like this group obviously has something going for them. People believe in this group. I need to jump on this and make them a part of our team. Are you signing us to your if, record? If label? I had a record label, I would do it. <laughs> it would basically, it would be honey County and Emma white at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that sounds like a pretty good roster, except she's already it with her own record deal. I know, I know. She's got her own thing. She had to go and do her own thing. <laughs> she's got her own thing, so you can't get her. But Honey County is still available. Okay. Did you be open? I'll keep that in mind. I'll keep that in mind. See if we can get something okay. started. What would you call your record label? Oh, God, I have no idea. I, I've, I, I've loosely toyed with this idea even though I, I don't know if I would ever really be able to pull it off. But I had, I'm going to admit something to you that, very few people in my life know at this point, but my nickname uh, towards the end of junior high and into high school, because I was always a chubby guy was jelly roll. And I left this nickname behind in the Salem, New Hampshire. When I graduated and moved to college in a whole different state, I left it behind me, but I always, I always had like a weird affinity to this idea of like bringing that back, like jelly, Jelly's music, Jelly Roll music. I don't know, something. It, it was it was hurtful, but also a very big piece of my childhood that I thought I got to turn this somehow into a positive note. You know? Oh, yeah. So all the people that called you that be like, hey, guys, thanks so much for the name. See ya. Right. Exactly. Look at that. Thank you. Now I'm doing great. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it happens, uh, you'll be the first one that I call to, uh, to okay, make that happen. Perfect. All right. Yeah. Uh, so I got it from my mama is the latest song that you put out. As you mentioned a few minutes ago, it's got this emotional connection. You put it out right around Mother's Day, too, which was perfect planning, uh, by the way. Uh, not that you did it on purpose, right? Here's the funny thing. We wrote that song with Hillary Reynolds, a good girlfriend of ours. She also wrote Next to You by Little Big Town, okay. if you remember. Yep. They had a Grammy nomination for it. Um, amazing song. We wrote it with Hillary and Kaylee Shore, um, and we actually wrote it in 2020 for our moms for you know mother's day and we wrote it in april of yeah of 2020 and we want we were like oh this is great let's put it out right now and i showed it to a couple different people and they were like no wait this is too good you cannot put this out now you'll put this out next year and i'm so glad that we did and we listened to them and we waited because it gave us ample time to plan and prep the release and it's been really fun. It's been one of our most successful releases to date. And like I said, the momentum just keeps on building. We, it's so cool because 
last week we were in Alabama actually shooting the music video for it. I was going to ask you about that too, because you mentioned there was a video coming. So I want to hear a little bit more about this. So we reached out to a director uh, who we have fallen in love with his work. He's one of the best guys in the biz, TK McCammy. Okay. And um, we met him at a festival. We were playing with Hunter Hayes and Devin Dawson um, out in Santa Barbara. Um, weather was absolutely gorgeous. It was like the most perfect day. And like, we were introduced to this guy and I was like, Oh, like, who are you? And he's like, Oh, I'm TK. I was like, nice to meet you. And a friend of mine had, had introduced us and he was like, Oh yeah, he, he, um, directed this incredible music video by Midland. And I was like, Oh, I know that song. Like, I know, I know that's that, that music video. And then like later come to find out that like, he's done, you know, he's won all these awards with CMA awards and the ACM awards. And I was like, that, that guy's incredible. And I remember thinking, um, when we had got it from my mama, I was like, who's going to do the music video for this. And I just kept on like racking my brain. And I was like, whoever the guy is. And I was just like meditating on it. I was like, whoever the guy is that did girl in a country song is who I want to do this music video. That's who I want. And lo and behold, come to find out it's actually TK. And I was like, I know TK. So we sent the song over to him and I was like, Hey, it's been a while, but I wanted to reach out when I had something good. And not to say that all of our songs are not good. And just, this was a very special one. I just want to make sure that the universe hears me say that. Um, and everyone else, please listen to all of our music, not just the song. Um, and so I, I sent him, I sent him over, got it from my mama. Cause I was like, you know, Sophie and I were just like, this, this is something really special. And uh, he got back to us and said, I was crying from the first verse mm. into chorus he's like just tears by the by the chorus um he also recently had a little girl um just like yourself yeah and uh it was it was a really special song to him and he's like if this is touching me it's got to touch you know so many people and we need to get millions of eyes and ears on this and so we worked out um a plan and um we 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 also he he brought into the equation this other director that he also works with um, has worked with several, several things that he's worked on. Um, and he was based in Georgia and, um, his name is Grayson Welch. And so he and Grayson came up with this incredible screenplay and, uh, sent it over to us. And we were just crying after we read it, just like tears. And we were like, this is going to be so special. So we put it all together and we flew out to Alabama last week and, got in Sunday night, Monday, we prepped and we hung out on the farm. It was really, it's this beautiful farm called Revival Hill Farms. And they've got horses and chickens and a goat and um, bunnies. And they're the most wonderful people. And um, we just took that Monday to just kind of, we were there with our costume designer and she was prepping and, and doing fittings with the actors. And we were like, let's go take a tour of the farm. And we went out with the wife and she was like, come on, let's get on the four wheeler and like, let's go, uh, let's just like take a little spin. And so we did, cause we wanted to see the horses and we broke down in the mud and her daughter was with us. Her daughter's like eight years old. And we were like stuck literally in the mud. And as we were stuck, like the cows came over to come say hi to us. And then like the horses came over to come say hi to us as we're like trying to do it. And just finally we were like, that's it. We're getting out and we're pushing this thing. And so Sophie and I take off our shoes, like put our, like we're in like a cute outfit, right? Cause we have to do social media too. And we've got to do all the TikToks and we're sure. like, 
forget about it. These outfits are done, you know? And we literally like have to step in, take our step in like probably like ankle high mud and it's just gooey and gross because it just rained and like we're just muddy and disgusting and the horses are coming over to say hi <laughs> and her husband had to come out and get us out of the mud with he's like bringing the tractor and like we're just like that's cool we'll just walk on through and it was such a cool experience it was really fun so that was our Monday before the shoot just getting totally and we ended up making it over to the chicken coop because her parents live just next door and we were like walking to the chicken coop and Sophie's favorite animal is chicken so of course she had to go hold the chicken so sure. she was holding the chicken and then I was like oh well I want to hold a chicken too because like you're holding a chicken so why don't I get to hold a chicken so then I held this other chicken and her name was Rose and Rose was feisty little mama and <laughs> she got a hold of I don't know if you can see oh yeah yeah I can see some scratches she, there yeah she got a hold of my arm and just like I, as soon as she clawed like the arm and went like that I was like oh it's so all over it's just it's I already feel it because like we have a puppy at home and I know if like his claws get on me I'm oh, like sure done it's over and like I just felt it and she was scared and she was pissed off that I was holding her and so she just she gave me this eye <laughs> and she like the side I think as I was holding her and she's like and I was like oh no and she just went and like scratched <laughs> me and flew out of my arms and everyone's like oh my god are you okay and like there was like blood everywhere and I was like I knew it was going down. I knew it had to happen. And everyone was like, it's the day before the shoot. And what are we going to do? And I was like, I will be fine. Everyone chill. So we just like literally took a garden hose and like sprayed me off and I was okay. Look at that. You're a tough girl. Spray it you know, off. That just, I was like, what are we going to do about it? Am I going to cry about it? Or are we going to be awesome? Like stoked that I have these cool chicken scratches on my arm as battle scars. Right. Exactly. It's like a memory that you're going to have with you because of this. <laughs> When is the uh, video coming our way? When are we going to get to see it? We don't think until the end of July okay. or beginning of August. Okay. So you're making us wait. That's fine. We need to get the right premiere partner in place. And there's a lot of marketing and other things that have to go into it. Hustling. Once again, hustling. It never stops. You got to have that hustle plan. The original it. hustler right here. What up? OG <laughs> hustle. The OG hustle. Uh, speaking of which, and I meant to ask about this earlier, uh, Descendants. You were in the movie The Descendants, right? Or your voice was? My voice was, yes. Okay. I thought I wasn't crazy. And I was trying to figure, I was looking it up online. I was like, where is her name? I know she did this, but I couldn't find the right like list of talents to, you IMDB to me? Uh I should have IMDB'd you. I IMDB'd the movie and I wasn't able to find your name in the movie. So maybe I just scrolled past it because there's so many names on there. But mm, you might I mean I'm definitely it's there as okay. a voiceover actor but um yeah that was really fun i mean i i've since done like some other like animation stuff and voiceovers but oh, like what tell like, me come on what do... i was uh i was a voice in pup stars i was prissy okay. the pomeranian oh prissy the pomeranian prissy was also a, a uh she was and that's that's pretty funny if you watch i think your daughter might like that video actually the movie. So if you watch um, Pup Stars 2 and Pup Stars World Tour, okay. that's where Prissy, Prissy decides to have a band called the Glamoranians. And um, she's, uh, she's in a band and she's a singer. And you'll hear me sing. And that is pretty funny. All right. Yeah, my daughter is still 
very young. She's five and a half months old. So she's not really understanding a whole lot, I don't think. But she she sees the colors and she sees the movements and she does get excited for certain shows. Her favorite show is Waffles and Mochi on Netflix right now. Cool. That's so funny that they used mochi in like a child's. Yeah, I know. She loves it. It's just this little pink ball that just goes like meh, 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 the entire time. And she loves it. It like cracks her up all day. It's so crazy to me to like to think of like you you hand that to like a voiceover actor and you're like, okay, you are mochi. And you're like, okay, I'm mochi. What do you what does mochi sound like? And somebody was like, oh, mochi sounds like this. Right. That's what mochi sounds like. And they were like, a director was like, brilliant. I love it. <laughs> What's my motivation here? <laughs> yeah. You are sweet and sticky. <laughs> I've got it. When are you, uh, do you have any plans on the East Coast at all this summer? Um, let's see. I mean, people We're listening gonna... to this aren't necessarily in Baltimore. I just know that I have a home base in the Baltimore area, so I have to ask. We'll, we'll be, we won't, we don't have any like dates for the, for East coast right now, but like, I will be going to hang with my family. Um, so that'll be like around 4th of July. Um, don't come stalk us though. That'd be weird. Um, <laughs> but, but I mean, Noted. you can please <laughs> just like chill, stay away. Um, no, but, uh, we'll be, we'll definitely be in Nashville this summer and we've got a lot of dates, um, that we're about to announce in like Utah and in New York. And weirdly enough, like today we just got a call for Alaska. So we'll nice. be there as well. So we're, you know, we're all over the place. Well, I look forward to seeing you live in person for the first time. Cause I've never done, I've met you in person, but I've never seen you perform live in person. And that is something that I would really love to do one of these days. Oh, we're going to have to change that. All right. I'll make it happen so that we're at a festival or something in, uh, in Maryland or the Baltimore area. We'll figure I something out. I can drive a little bit, yeah. you know, I, I don't have to be limited to just Baltimore. I can move around okay. a little bit, you know, okay. we'll, we'll figure something out, but it's on my list. Uh, Danny, where, uh, where do people go to find out more about Honey County and what you guys are up to? Give us all the places that you're hanging out. We are all over the internet. We are at honeycounty.com, facebook.com slash honeycounty, Instagram, honeycounty. I mean, TikTok, honeycounty. Just type in honeycounty. We're around. We're everywhere. <laughs> you will find them. And uh, I got it from my mama is the latest uh, single, I guess we'll call it. Um, and it's doing great. I can't wait to see this video. I'm really excited to see what you guys come up with. Yeah, I we listened to it on the Women of Country Sunday night. Yes, that's right. It was so crazy. It was like, this is on and like people are like tagging us in like Alabama and in Washington and California. And like, it was just so cool to see that it was playing in like 150 something markets was really awesome. Yeah. Like I think that's on every single iHeart radio or country radio station. So that's a lot of stations. That's amazing. Yeah. Syndicated programming. Gotta love it. (laughs) Well, Danny, uh, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud to have watched you grow over the years, watch your career grow from, you know, those first few emails that we had going back and forth and those first solo singles onto Honey County and now the transition into the new world of Honey County. I just, I love that you've stuck with it. I love that you keep doing what you're doing and uh, you're following your passion. So uh, thank you. Thank you for inspiring me and everybody else. Thank you very much for having me on your podcast and congratulations on all the wonderful blessings that 2020 brought you. 
Big thanks to Danny Rose from Honey County. I just always love catching up with her. That was a real, uh, real pleasure. I'm excited to see this video. Forgot it from my mama soon, too. That's going to be a lot of fun. And thank you to all of you for taking some time out of your day to check out the show this week. Please don't forget to subscribe. And until next time, be well.